This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. Monday, Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gianna, and today we have the opportunity to get to know Jason. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. And we're excited to get to know you, Jason. And so a good foundation for any story is going to be the background. So tell us about yourself. Who are you? How'd you get into real estate? What market are you in? How'd you end up there? Uh, loaded question, I know. Yeah. So so many different angles on that one. Um, <laughs> so um, I, uh, I, I'm from Maryland um, um, and I service uh, for real estate. Uh, Maryland, D.C. and Virginia, because I'm so close uh, to all, all of those areas. Um, and um, I s- started after, after I went to American University. Um, I'm a local local guy in terms of Maryland. And then American University is right um, in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, thought I worked for the thought I would work for the government, went undergrad and graduate school uh, at American. And then um, as I was going for security clearance, um, I need to put uh, start paying back these student loans, you know. And so uh, I started in construction because I didn't know how long that security clearance was going to be. Yeah. Um, and, and I had done that all through college, actually, um, and started framing houses and, and doing stuff on drywall. And then when the security clearance came about and said, OK, you can go ahead and work for the government. I decided at that time, right out of grad school, I was going to start a company. Um, had had um, no business experience in start in terms of starting a company. Um, you know, cut grass when I was a little kid, and but the word entrepreneur um, just wasn't in my vocabulary. In the sense of all of my stuff was in intelligence and international affairs. I had lived in Chile for a couple of years, but the idea of being a business person was was I, I never went to business school, so. Mm-hmm. The issue of knowing assets and liabilities and what a profit loss statement was, forget that. I didn't know. I, I did go to business school and you still don't, you still don't really understand it all. <laughs> right. And so, so don't feel yeah. And, and don't get me started on the whole tax side of things, right? How, how accountants mm-hmm. uh, talk, it's like a different language, right? It is basically, yes. And, and so, you know, for me, I knew that I didn't have any kids or, or, or I wasn't married at the time. And I, I thought, you know, I wanted my kids to, to know what I did for a living rather than be shrouded in secrecy. I went to, I was in the school of international affairs at American university, met a lot of fantastic people, but I also met people that didn't really know their dad or didn't know what their dad did. And so for me early on, I didn't have kids, but I knew that I wanted them to know me, you know? And, and so um, so next thing you know, I started a construction company, um, worked with builders in the beginning, then realized that it was hard to make money. I started as a little small paint company and then, uh, and then went into, uh, remodeling residentially. So got into finishing basements and kitchens and additions and things like that. Um, then of course, 08 happened. Uh, I closed everything down 
and then was able, because of my experience and the fact that I could speak Spanish, all that stuff, I was able to work for a bigger commercial construction company. Um, and then that market collapsed. And then I worked for the government as a contractor for a few years. Um, and then I got started full-time in real estate 2015 because I got laid off the last day of February 2015. And I said, never again will I put my family's uh, finances in the hands of somebody else. And so that's, awesome. I, I had always, even when I was a contractor, always had kind of a real estate license just for the knowledge. But really, you know, right when I got laid off in 2015, I started with 5,000 bucks had no no money really and then said we're gonna make a go at this so hopefully that wasn't too much of a long answer for you no that's awesome i'm trying to jot down the timestamp because i want to quote you on uh not leaving your finances in somebody else's hands that's um, because i think that's incredible and it speaks you know measures of why people come to real estate and entrepreneurship and exp especially and speaking of uh jason how did you get introduced to exp where did that all begin um did you have a hard time making that transition was it your first brokerage what's the whole story there yeah so my i'm trying to think oh one of the discouragements i had when i first started is i worked with one brokerage and they wanted a 50-50 split. And you might say, well, that's not too bad. But then your first couple deals, they wanted half of the half you were getting to pay the mentor. Okay. So you get 25%. Right. Well, or since I had a construction company, I kind of knew the finance. I thought, how in the world can I grow myself uh, as, a, as a realtor? You know, even though I was doing it part-time. And I remember talking to the broker and she goes, well, you just have to, you have, just have to keep going. And I thought, for a $10,000 commission at the end of the day, you'd walk away with less than two grand. How's that going to work? And so, so then I, I realized there was other brokerages. And then I went to an 80-20 brokerage or uh, no, maybe it was, yeah, maybe it was 80-20, something like that, uh, or 70-30, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I realized that, um, uh, you know, different brokerages have, have, have different things to offer. So my last brokerage before eXp, I was at 100%. And... I had been doing very well. I was number four in the company out of 620. Um, and, and I, you know, when you start to get volume, you attract people that know some people notice. And so the broker of eXp at the time tried to recruit me and he recruited me for about a year. Now I always tell him, man, if I joined a year earlier than when I did, I mean, I'm in a good, good shape now. I'd be in a much better situation with the stock and all the opportunities that eXp yeah. offered. Mm -hmm. But, um, I told the broker at the time, I said, put me next to the smartest guy you got at EXP, okay? Let me just have lunch with him because the broker, here's the reality. The broker, he, and he's a good friend of mine, he's just not a sales guy, okay? Mm -hmm. And had I seen about the world and and, and just the technology, ha had he just flipped open the laptop and said, <laughs> this is what it looks like, yeah. I would have been done. But, and I remember even being at Tom Ferry at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did some coaching with him and saw a couple top people uh, uh, join mm -hmm. and thought, hmm, I think I'm on to something. But I was number 67 when I joined at, in Maryland. Okay? okay. So, you know, at that time, had I joined a, a year earlier, I might have been like number 30, you know. Mm -hmm. So and now we have over 1500 agents in, in Maryland. And, and that was just like four years ago. But yeah. when you have a new company, 
I, I felt like it was the right thing to do, but you just don't know, you, mm -hmm. you know, and the technology associated with this, um, with this company is I'm a phone guy, but to be able to jump on the world and be able to talk to somebody immediately or, or just wait for a couple minutes, that's powerful. Right. And like the, the EXP world and everything else, it's so cool. And the mentorship, you know, is, is kind of all included, right? You, you're not having to um, take a huge chunk out of what you're earning just to be learning. And EXP has built an excellent model around that. And, and believe me, I, I, sorry to interrupt you. Believe me, when I first started with EXP, I tried to find at every different angle how they were getting one up on the agent, mm -hmm. you know, because if you look at all the other models out there, the brokers always win. And I'm not saying that EXP doesn't win, but I'm saying it's the only company I've seen, no smoke and mirrors, that is agent first. And, and I mean, they, they just, it, it's unbelievable. The, the, and, you know, I, I'm not the one to drink the Kool-Aid, but I certainly kind of sound like it sometimes as I, as I speak this. I mean, the reality is, is I being being a skeptic that I am, I've tried to say, OK, how and, and pardon the language here. How are they screwing me? Where am I getting screwed? Right. And I've never been able to find that. Now, the closest thing was four years ago and three years ago was we're going through growing pains, getting frustrated at um, things not working the way I wanted to. But and, and then I, the response I would get was, well, we're going through growing pains. And the reality is we were. And now I look back on it and go, wow, we've grown so much as a company. What, 82,000 agents now. Uh, Maryland, we have, you know, 1,500, 1,600 agents. And um, just, uh, it's amazing to see the company grow. And, and to finally meet Glenn uh, in Orlando a few weeks ago, uh, just down to earth guy. I mean, you know, there's 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 no no egos. Everybody's here to help, you know? So it's, it's been a very fantastic uh, experience. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. And you're so funny. I'm not the one to drink the Kool-Aid. Um, we'll talk a little more about that later. But Jason, you you touched on a lot of great things about it and the culture, the community here. EXP has rev shares, stock options, collaboration. And so uh, with all that being said, you know, now that you've been over at EXP for a while and you've gotten to Icon and really, um, you know, explore the the model, what is one of the favorite, one of your favorite things that you have uh, experienced about eXp or, you know, a tool that they offer that you utilize often that maybe you didn't expect at first or um, didn't know about? Well, I mean, I think I'm just starting to get the tip of the iceberg. And what I mean by that is I'm looking at exploring the healthcare um, that eXp offers. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to, um, you know, the um, Zucasa coming down in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, I know that Glenn's been big about trying to have uh, an engine of growth and lead generation to compete with Zillow. So I'm, I'm looking at how EXP is going to be in the next five years. And I, for me, because I'm, you know, icon and also a mentor and have some revenue share, I, I mean, people don't stop and think. I mean, EXP pays me to be here. I mean, I, I by far think it's the, the, it, the model is far and beyond anything else I've, I've ever seen. And, and trust me, if there was something else, I'd be there. Right. But the, the thing with EXP that, 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 that is amazing is the fact that it's a nationwide company and it's not just franchises. So it allows us to do stuff that's different than our competitors. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I'm pretty. I'm just. I'm just thrilled at where we where we've ha, how we've made it so far, and mm-hmm. I look forward to seeing how, how we're going to grow in the future and just kind of be a part of the ride. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely, Jason. That makes a ton of sense. And, um, you know, we just sailed past 83,000 agents and counting. So it's pretty exciting to see the rate of growth that EXP is at. And, you know, before we dive in more about EXP and uh, the Icon Award, because, you know, that's why you're here. Let's talk about Jason, right? So, you know, you talked that you have a family. You talked about, um, you know, you've got buddies out there and, you know, friends, family, work. It's all hard to make sure that you balance, especially in an industry that if you let it, it can run you into the ground, right? Calls 24, seven, seven, like, you know, showing seven days a week, listing appointments, you name it. So how do you draw boundaries? Where do you recharge? Uh, how do you chase this work-life balance that everybody talks about? Well, that, that's a good question. And, and, uh, you know, I wish I had the secret to that. Um, Here's what I can tell you. You know, I'm 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 at the beach now for just a couple of days. Uh, right, you know, meet, meeting contractors to get a project finished here, um, and it's about three hours from where I live currently. Uh, meeting meeting contractors, getting a, a contract done. Um, I'm in the throes of it. I mean, I love it. So for me, it's not really working. Um, I think when I when I when I coach new new agents, I say you you gotta want this more than you want to breathe. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would have never guessed. I, I think in nine months when I first started, I did three deals, only three deals. Cause I didn't have a mentor. I didn't know what it was all. I didn't think, I didn't know it was going to be as hard as it was going to be, to yeah. be honest now. But once you get on a roll and you're just about helping people, not thinking about commission, that's where all of my growth and all of my sales has been organic. I don't pay for leads. I don't do any of that stuff. It's all about helping people and having God put people in my sphere to be able to help. Okay. And so, um, I would have never thought it was this hard. Um, the best way I can describe about boundaries is I, I try to take vacations where, where it's international or far enough away where I have to take a plane and not drive. Cause that's helpful. Um, in terms of my kids, I have twins that are 16 and one that will be 15 in October. Um, I've managed to buy some rental property and I have them working with me currently in a triplex where we're just demoing, you know, one of the units. We, we've demoed it out. We're going to be, I'm going to teach them how to paint and how to do, you know, drywall. And Jason, can I come? <laughs> but I'm like 24 trying to learn how to, how to paint. And I want to, you know, do some renovations on my house. And I'm like, how, where do I even begin? The, and, the key uh, is get, get most of the paint on the wall than yourself, because uh, it can go on you very quickly. <laughs> I'm trying to show you, I have it all over my legs. I had white paint everywhere yesterday. Looks like it, most of it came off in the shower, but you can see it. I would yeah, there there is a good scrub brush that you can use um, for the shower that that you know takes off latex pretty good. But no, <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, and and you know I don't expect them to go in the construction field or anything like yeah. that. But I will tell you, as God prepared me through this, and I and I really one of the things I I, I left out is there was a period of time where I was going to seminary for a couple of years, and I really thought that was going to be on my track, but I really feel not to make it so God centric on this, but I, I did feel at some point that God had called me to real estate. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, people that don't have God in their business, I kind of, you know, sit back and go, man, that's, you're doing this on your own. Good luck, <laughs> you know, because you need that uh, encouragement. And and so with, 
with my boys, I mean, it's great that they have an interest and, and the twins definitely have said, Hey, we want to go into real estate. So, I mean, I just can't believe I was in my forties until I got into real estate. Cause had I started at their age, mm-hmm. um, you know, the trajectory would have been even better, but God always prepares us for our journey, right? So my graduate school, me living in Chile, speaking Spanish, construction, and now I'm in real estate. It all really, I mean, this is where I think I was supposed to be. You know, I just didn't know it, you know, 26 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, it takes a special kind of person to be in real estate, not chasing the check, but more so, um, you know, helping that person. It's a big decision. It's big home. There's a lot of factors that go into it. You know, uh, what kind of house is this? How old is it? What kind of neighborhood is it? In? You know, sure. what kind of equity is this going to build? You need somebody that really cares about you and where you end up, because if not, you know, you can find yourself in a really sticky situation. So, Jason, I think you uh, have really touched on a lot of great points. I think I'll be coming to Maryland to learn how to uh, tear down walls and rebuild them with you because literally the other day I got charged $200 by handyman because I thought my washer was leaking and my hose wasn't tight enough. That was it. $200. Well, we, call, we, call that a, we call that a learning exercise. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, awesome. Love this for me. And so, and that was somebody that was referred to me by my realtor. And so I was like, great, mm. you know, this is awesome. Um, so, you know, it's important to learn stuff like that. So I think it's really cool that you're taking the time uh, to teach your family. And moving on, we're going to talk about the housing market in Maryland, because you have to hit a certain production level to be able to even start the adventure of iconing, um, because you've got to hit your cap, and then you've got to do 20 transactions after, and you've got to do your cultural commitment. We'll talk about cultural commitment next. Don't worry about that for now. But what's the average housing price look like in Maryland for you in your city market where you service, and about how many houses do you have to sell to hit your cap? Yeah. Oh, to hit the cap. Um, yeah. So before uh, a couple of years ago, it was um, about three to three fifty in terms of my where I kind of uh, played in that price range. Um, and so now with the big housing boom, I've seen that go from you know three twenty five on the low end to you know four four and a quarter all day long. So we, we've definitely have gotten a ten to twenty percent bump. Mm. Um, in terms of your question of our cap. Uh, we typically see about three million or so in sales to reach the cap, and and I usually get that in a, a couple months, um, probably three months or so, um, and that is about probably about ten transactions, maybe a, bit, a little bit less. But yeah, I'm not in one of those markets that. I, I mean, I, I do half million dollar houses and six hundred thousand dollar houses, but it's funny when I when I coach new people in real estate, they want to, they see what they see on TV in terms of the million dollar listing and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done very well just staying in that medium price range because I can, I can get listings, help uh, homeowners fix it up and sell it very quickly, you know, and I'm constantly doing that. I'm not sitting on, I call it sitting on product. I'm not sitting on product very, very often. When I take a listing, it's at nine, 99% 99% of the time is going to sell. I think in all my career, maybe I've had a couple that haven't sold. Okay. okay. But I, you know, I, I, I help them fix it up. I stage it. Uh, and almost all cases, my, my listings are vacant because in that price point, they're able to go to a different location and it's not breaking the bank. Okay. Right. Um, and, and so that, that's been pretty good in terms of reaching icon. Like you said, 
probably about 35 transactions or so and above, um, you know, so anywhere between, I guess, 30 and 40 transactions a year, that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That makes sense to me. And, um, you know, that next part is going to be, well, the reason I asked that question is because, um, you know, obviously maybe you're going to have to sell last houses than a real estate agent, uh, you know, sitting pretty in LA or Malibu, um, or, you know, uh, you're going to have to sell more houses than them and less than one of my buddies in Alaska who, you know, has to really uh, grind to hit that capping point because, you know, housing is just so different everywhere you go, even in this crazy of a market. And now for cultural commitment, right, Jason? So um, there's more than just production going into it. You have to give back to EXP. It's a huge thing, um, you know, for the EXP culture, the morale, uh, the mentorship program. And so you can do a lot of things. You can teach in the EXP world, be a mentor, vet other icons. So what route do you take to, you know, fulfill that cultural commitment? And uh, why did you choose that one for a best fit to you? Yeah, so what I've done so far um, and um, uh, is, is I, I am a mentor through through the program and I have a Zoom class every every Wednesday at nine o'clock uh, and I bring all of the uh, mentees together and then we go over different problems that, that they're experiencing. Um, and and uh, in January of this year, I taught a business class, uh, business planning class. So um, taught people how to put a business plan together how many, uh, you know, what your, we call GCI, what your gross commission income is going to look like and how many, how many deals do you need to get in order to get that? And then also how many conversations you have in order to, you know, how many conversations does it take to make an appointment and how many appointments does it take to have a convert, uh, conversion? And so just very simple math that most agents just think I'm just going to, hurry up and get somebody. And then they're scared to death when they, when, when somebody's real ready to write an offer, you know? And so just kind of w- working people through that. Um, and so, and I've also taught classes um, on flipping property too, because since my background is construction, um, there are times where I walk into a house that's very, very distressed that it doesn't make sense for the owner to, um, to spend money to fix it up. They just want a cash only uh, offer and in certain cases, I've said, well, I wasn't planning on offering you money for this property, but is this something that would work for you? And so what I try to teach people in real estate is it's never about the money. It's all about helping people and understanding where people are in their life and being able to say, OK, here are a couple solutions. What do you think works best for you? And really help guiding them, because in a lot of cases, they they can't they get stuck. And, and so even the idea of them moving out of their house while they're still in the area, because a lot of people think, oh, I need my house under contract and then I can go to A, B, C, and D. If you can yeah. kind of get them out of the switch and say, well, why don't you go to your next journey? Drop off the keys to me and I'll take care of everything from A to Z. If they're not in the house, I can get that house turned around in a week and a half. And then they're going to get the most money. And they're going to have it sold quickly, and it will be the the best product on that block um, that that, uh, that the buyers are looking for at that time. So it's it's helping people kind of navigate, and, and that's all all we're doing is we're just helping people solve problems. We just happen to do real estate, you know. Right. Absolutely. And I love that. And, um, you know, it's, it's good to teach people that again. Those, um, you know, eager rookie realtors coming in here looking to chase a check and you're like you know people can smell that that's not what we want we're here to help people 
get them into their homes, walk them through the process, ease some anxiety because um, having just gone through the home buying process myself, there's a lot of anxiety to have with it. And it's important to have um, a good relationship with that that realtor and, you know, somebody that actually cares and knows what's going on. And there's endless training in eXp world. So it's a great resource in that aspect, um, especially because, you know, like you said, Jason, um, you know, doing that every, you said Wednesday. Yeah. Every Wednesday at nine o'clock. Yeah. Yep. And then it becomes, uh, you know, a resource. Do you record them? You know, I started to record them, but um, uh, I just decided um, not not to at the end of the day, just because, uh, I mean, it's going to take up all this computer space anyway. Sure. But, um, no problem. And, uh, you know, it encourages the people to get there live, of course, as they should. Um, if you guys want to check that out, definitely reach out to Jason. That's an easy um, way to start, you know, learning more and uh, getting a good relationship going there. And it's all about the networking. A rising tide raises all boats. Uh, so Jason, my last part of that question when it comes to Icon is what is your favorite part, right? You get that big glass shiny trophy, the opportunity to earn your cap back in stock, um, earning stock to go to EXPCon and shareholders. A great reputation, easy to throw referrals to. So um, why do you like iconing? Why does that stay on your list of goals? Um, I guess for me, it is a reflection of what I've been, you know, it's interesting. I look back at the last few years, I've barely missed it. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and I went through uh, in terms of being icon before. Um, I actually had a lot happen through my life last year, but I still kept it as an actual goal and and started really kind of saying, you know, I'm still going to make it. And I look at all the turmoil last year and the fact that I was still able to make it. It's a big sense of accomplishment. I, For me, it's easy to just do real estate and not have a goal, you know, and just say, I'm going to help as many people as I can. I do well financially. I'm not looking to, you know, I, the key in this in this business, and you talked about life work. One of the best ways to understand life, uh, the balance of life work is to figure out how much money you need and work backwards. Yeah. Okay? I, think, I think what happens is when you start to get good at this, um, you kind of lose sense of that. And then you don't understand, okay, am I on my path or I'm not? Am I, am I ahead of schedule or I'm behind schedule? So, you know, there was a point last year where I said, there's no reason why I can't make icon. And, yeah. and to make that, you know, really a, a crystal and clear point and, and to have that trophy come and 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 arrive, that's not something you can buy. And, and we have local organizations here. And I, I remember walking into a office of a realtor and and she had so much production on there and a nice trophy. And I said, Yeah, and, and I did more than her, but I didn't tell her that. And I thought, well, I never got a trophy like that. And and I said, Well, how'd you get that? Did you, I mean, did you send away for it? And she goes, well, yeah, you know, you just pay a certain amount of money and, and they'll give you a trophy. And I thought, oh, well, that's why I don't have that trophy. <laughs> because I don't do stuff like that. So to be recognized to say, hey, you know what? You're doing a great job. We value you in the company. I mean, EXP values all agents in the company, right? right? But when you get to that icon and go, here's something you can't buy. Yes. That, that's cool. And they yeah. won't, um, you know, charge you for that trophy, which I think yeah. is when the other day when I found out other brokerages have you pay for your own plaque. I was like, after all the money these people are leaving on the table, you can't front forty bucks to get them a plaque. It's just that. And, and when I tell you, I've tried to say, okay, how does EXP get you? Like, where's the gotcha moment? Looking for the other shoe to drop. 
I, I've never found it. I mean, and you just made something, you made a point that it was so true. I, I, you know, there's another brokerage in town that, you know, they had this big thing and, and they got, and it was like, you had to pay to go to your, you know, your uh, ceremony dinner or something like that. And it was, it was an insane amount of money. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. That's crazy. And then, you know, uh, it seems like those other brokerages are all about the profit and that's why they're losing so many agents to EXP. And, um, you know, the fact that you are rewarded with EXP, you know, depending on your uh, status here and your production. And I mean, I just think it's crazy. Well, remember, you're dealing with a lot of a lot of brokerages that are franchises. Right. And so right. The, we're able to do things that are different. So I could imagine in, in a larger brokerage that's, you know, nationwide that that's kind of on our level where you have different franchises. And I can imagine corporate saying, OK, how many, you know, production people do you have and then them charging the franchise franchisee certain amount of people that are going to be inducted to the new ceremony and it's a way to capture costs so i mean i i get it from a business model but um i i just i'm so thankful to be a part of exp i really am but like okay yeah from a business model but you also have to think about employee retention right because these people oh, yeah. are are giving you so much money a year they they don't have the same cap and opportunity to earn that cap back like you do at exp and you know exp's really nailed that what better way to retain employees than to give them the piece, a piece of the pie if they earn it or want it they could buy in on it for a discount so you know i just wish we could i just wish instead of five percent of our compensation we could do more Yes. <laughs> yeah, that would and, be the one, one improvement uh, to Glenn and company that I would recommend if, if possible, but I'm not and sure. And you're not, that. you're not the only one. And I will say this. And I don't even need a discount. It, you know, I loved it when it was, we could buy it at 20% discount as opposed mm -hmm. to I think now it's 10. I don't even want that. I just like the ability where you set it and forget it and just accumulate yeah. stock. I mean, that's absolutely, you know, that's it's awesome. And, and, you know, it just multiplies. It's it's been really cool to hear the stories that, you know, other icons have shared with me. Um, my friend Marcus, he was like, yeah, I already have my girl's wedding paid for. It's like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. Like they're getting ready to get married. He's like, no, there's like seven and nine. I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> you know, they're not even old enough to have their first boyfriend. And you've already got all the money set aside for their wedding. So um, pretty, pretty cool. awesome. Right. And so I, I love to hear those stories. And Jason, moving on to the next question, let's think from like a, you know, a mentorship kind of aspect. We've got a rookie or somebody that's uh, been in the game for a little while looking to make the jump over to EXP. They see this icon award. They're like, OK, look, I want to icon my first year over at EXP. Is that possible for them? What are some major mistakes to avoid or some great advice for them to be able to hit that goal? You don't have to answer all those questions, but just trying to spark ideas for you uh, to talk on on the topic. Yeah. So in terms of my, in terms of mentees, right, um, there is one that I've that I've coached that uh, in year two, there's a good chance he could still uh, get icon. I think year one to hit it. Um, I know there it's possible you can do it. I don't know anybody in my, you know, close sphere, but definitely when I was at Tom Ferry, you know, they would um, tout so many people have done hundreds of transactions their first year. I think there's a little bit of a catch to it. I think, you know, they're not building a business like I built, like, which is all organic. And so that takes time. But I think in the end, I think that's more sustainable than say Zillow or realtor.com because 
I do know agents that have gone on those platforms and all of a sudden they change algorithms and it's like, well, the leads aren't as good as they used to be. Well, how, how does that work? You know, I mean, um, I, I, my hat's off to big companies that have used those platforms to really scale, um, you know, and as much negative stuff I say, I mean, I, it's just that's something I didn't incorporate in my business. Um, I, I, I never wanted to be beholden to somebody that could have something over my head, you know, like reload companies or any of those lead generation companies. I mean, I figured, like I said, and it's true, I felt God put me in this business to do what I'm doing. And and as I say, I'll keep doing it until he tells me I'm not going to do it anymore. It's as Absolutely. simple as that. Now, and, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was no, going to say, it's it's exciting to see that you built such a people-based relationship and that word of mouth marketing is going to get you so much further than sure. anything else. Sure. And a good, longevity wise too. You know, a good firm handshake, looking somebody in the eye, telling them what you're, what, you know, doing what you say you're going to do. And, um, and, and that's just it. Um, so people come to me as a resource, especially with construction of, Hey, do you know a roofer? Do you know a window? Mm -hmm. And so many, so many people come to me and ask for stuff and it doesn't, it's not even real estate related. Yeah, it, I mean, in a way it is, it deals with the house, but it's not like, Oh, you don't have a house for me to sell. I can't help you. That's not the <laughs> way I operate. Right. I mean, whatever you need, I want to be a resource for that people. So, so could a mentee get an icon? I haven't seen it, but I think you're too pretty darn close. I mean, here's the thing. It, it, it's as much as it, it, the ability is there, right? And, and and the training that we have at EXP, I guess what I'm talking about from a mentee standpoint is like when I got in the game in 2015 full time, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know there was a difference between a listing agent and a buyer agent or any of that stuff. I, I just thought, okay, we're all realtors. I didn't realize that that listing agent needs a, a, a different skill set than say a buyer's agent, right? Or what GCI was, or what a team leader was, or you know any of those components, or what an ISA was for crying out loud, right? Or a VA, right? So, <laughs> so all those things you got to kind of learn, right? Mm -hmm. um, so a mentee with what we have at EXP, I think it is possible, okay? And a good mentor, all right? Somebody who's seasoned. Um, hundred percent. I mean, you, you take what you have and then you just like a, like a scalpel, you, you figure out what you need, you know, right. and, and we, there, there's plenty of people in EXP that, that want to help other people and workplace. I mean, you can reach out to anybody you want. Right. All across the world, which is really cool. And again, hours of training each week. And Jason, for my last question, it's kind of two parts. My last two questions, um, were you ever skeptical of EXP? Obviously, you know, we keep talking about how we're waiting on the other shoe to drop, but when it was first introduced to you, were you like, like, get out of here with that. I'm not coming over. Um, I think I was open to it. I wanted to get a couple of trusted advisors that, I mean, people that I really respect to, to hear the pitch. Um, it just never happened because one thing in real estate, life gets in the way. And next thing you know, it's a year later. And I'm having the same conversation with the broker that approached me, you know, about coming to EXP. Um, no, I think I was open. I just thought the model was very different than what I'd heard before. So I was a little nervous in that aspect. But I'd always wanted to work for a company that I could have stock in. Mm -hmm. And that's being an entrepreneur. There's been two things that have been really important to me that have been that, uh, you know, it, it seems EXP has been able to, to achieve. How do you get stock in the company? And how do you get health insurance? Yeah. And as and and being self-employed, those are, are two difficult hurdles to to overcome. 
And so I've been impressed um, in that aspect. Absolutely. I love that. So Jason, you know, for somebody that's looking at making the jump to EXP and they hear things like, hey, don't drink the Kool-Aid, uh, don't go over there. It's a pyramid scheme. It's a cult. For somebody that's watching right now, they're sitting on the that fence and they see the greener grass. What would you have to say to them to kind of nip them in the butt to, to finally make that jump and get over here? Well, on a funny side there, I will in one of our conventions, I will have something made up that says family, 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 because mm -hmm. I think it's funny to just joke about it. <laughs> you know? And I, I joke with my friends at other brokerages, like they're like, it's a cult. I'm like, yeah, it's family, 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 you know? And it's and um, it's like, um, what was it that at you or shareholders, the all white party? I was like, oh, yeah. um, this looks a little culty, guys. Just a little oh, culty. To, to be fair, I did go to a Tom Ferry event. Now, I didn't go to the all-white party at the Tom Ferry event, but he had one. And I didn't go to the EXP one either because, quite honestly, I'm not sure I look all stylish and all white. But uh, neither here or there. I mean, um, what what I would say about it is, and, and this is what I did, was uh, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I think I'm a relatively smart guy. I mean, educated. But like I said to the broker when he approached me to EXP, I said, just put me next to the smartest guy that you got. And and at that time, when I said smart, I mean money, right? And so, right. you know, he was making a quarter, a quarter million, not a quarter million, I'm sorry, three quarters of a million dollars, seven, over $700,000 a year in, in GCI. And I said, you know, I don't know all of, here's what I think a lot of uh, agents need to know. They, they want to feel like they know all the answers. You're not going to know all the answers. All you got to know is, all right, if that guy's smart enough to jump and go to EXP, then I probably need to follow him. Like, you, you got to realize that you might not be holding all the cards, you know? And it's kind of like a poker table, right? If you don't know who the sucker is at the table, you're the sucker, right? When you're at a different brokerage and you don't know that there's a difference, but yet you see really smart people that are making a lot of money in a different brokerage, you might say, yeah, I don't know all about this EXP thing, but let me just try this out. And... Yeah, when I first came over, I was frustrated, sure. I mean, I know people that talk about the world and go, well, it looks, looks like a video game. I, I couldn't do anything about it. I, I, that, that's just not me. Right. But you you got to understand that it's not the video game or this, you know, this VR type stuff that we're already, you know, Facebook is developing this whole world. That's how our world probably is going to be, where you can go on your computer and talk to somebody live instantaneously. You don't have to wait on the phone because if you have a question about something, like, could you imagine Comcast or Verizon or any of those things being able to go into the world and get your problem solved right away? No, I can't even, I can't imagine I mean, something so wonderful. I mean, just think about that or you, any other utility, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the power of this stuff and the fact that we've, we've embedded it very early on, I can go to any brokerage in the country and, and talk to the broker and say, I have a question about this. And they're there. I mean, it, it's, I, I, that's why I, I am so critical of, of the broker when I first was about to join was if he just opened the computer and let me see the technology, I would have said, wow, I've never seen anything like this in my life, but the scalability and the, the, the uh, being able to access anybody um, is just, there's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of value in that for sure.
Absolutely. I love it. Jason, I think we've had a great talk, um, gone way over what I thought we were going to do. Luckily, your uh, Home Depot guys or whatever didn't show up. So yeah, hopefully um, they'll show up today, right? <laughs> That's the whole reason I'm here. Hopefully within the time uh, they gave you. But Jason, I think it's been an awesome episode. Do you have anything that you'd like to uh, leave the listeners with as we wrap up today? Yeah. If anybody is having questions about going to EXP or the icon, I mean, feel free to reach out to me directly. I'm the most approachable guy. Uh, and I'm a phone guy too, you know, 301-525-6433. Nobody has to send me a text and say, Hey, can I call you? Just pick up the phone and call. Mm -hmm. I find that most young people, um, it, when it, when my, when I was growing up, people had a, a problem with public speaking. Now I find young people have a problem just picking up the phone and making a call. And so just, investigate. You don't need to know everything. It's not about Google reviews or this or that. You need to surround yourself with people you trust and say, you know what, I'm going to give this thing a try. Because uh, believe me, like like I said from the beginning, if there was a better brokerage, I'd be there. And right. uh, e EXP has not disappointed at all. I love that. Jason, thank you so, so much. If you guys yeah. have questions about EXP or joining or, you know, maybe getting yourself a mentor or a sponsor, definitely reach out to Jason. Everybody's happy to field questions here. Uh, Jason, will you be at EXPCon? Uh, of course. Yeah. Well, okay. uh, absolutely. I'll be there. And in fact, I, um, I already have the hotel reservations there and I uh, need to book the plane ticket this, uh, this week, but um uh, yeah, anybody who wants to reach out to me by Facebook, I'm very accessible um, and uh, and would love to chat with you if you have any questions. Absolutely. Jason, thank you so much for your time. Awesome episode. Yeah. We'll see you in Vegas. Okay, see ya. Bye. Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistance and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Spear Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistance. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier.